the answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, in this fall, man, it's, it's, it's very tough. In this fall, I'm going to take my talents to... The Rich Eisen Show. Damn straight. Come on, bro. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What works for the Suns? Chris Paul's working. I guess you, you can run out of bad luck. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Coming up, NFL writer for The Ringer, Kevin Clark. Plus, from the Showtime drama Black Monday, actor Paul Shear. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and you can't stop it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. We have two more hours. Well, that's why I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. TJ would love to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Jefferson in the corner uh, where he uh, he resides over all the Rich Eisen Show social media accounts. At Rich Eisen Show on Twitter Instagram, Facebook. Uh, coming soon, uh, more videos to TikTok. TJ. There's our guy over there, TJ Jefferson. That's too jiggy for those who want to follow him on Twitter. Don't even bother. Uh, why? Oh, come on. Can you dig it? Really? Why would you say that? Because, you know, no one engages. I, mean, I don't need any more followers oh, who won't engage. he's in a mood. You know? Yeah, he's not. A, he's not he, I can tell when TJ's out of it. Okay. He's out of it today. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. You I mean, can tell when he's out of it? Yeah. I can tell when Brock are you out? the official, you yes. can tell when we're out of it guy? Yeah, because I'm usually always happy. But so you know immediately when you're out of it. Hold on. No, but you know when I'm... And I, I do. want to look at you. You don't even... I look at you and I'm like, I'm what like, happened? Yeah, you'll actually ask. I know that. I TJ will. was like, this morning he was a little... Yeah, normally yeah. it's a little... Well, you know what? At least we got two hours to go and maybe we'll talk Clipper basketball with Paul Shearer in hour number three. That'll get you going. We're back. You know, I'm into it. Okay, I'm into it, guys. Uh, I don't think you can tell it's a slow news day, which is why we're having Kevin Clark on the show. How's that for a nice little I mean, segue? Rich, well done, right? Well done. Uh, from the Ringer is uh, his show. Uh, slow news day is fun and so much uh, to talk about. Where the man who covers the NFL, he's a boxing guy too, right? Oh, yeah. Boxing, a little bit of boxing. boxing. The match went down this week. I enjoyed his piece on that from the Ringer, Kevin Clark. How are you, sir? I'm I'm great. Thanks for having me. You got it. What's on your mind? Literally, like right now. What's on your mind, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, there's so much. What I, is it? I, I was expecting I was expecting the match to give us some tea leaves we could read on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah, me too. And then it turned out, Rich, that Aaron Rodgers was just like everybody else. He doesn't want to talk about work while golfing. Right? Like that's an American <laughs> tradition. He doesn't like his job. He just wants to play 18, and he doesn't want to talk about work. And so I, I think we saw pretty quickly there that, uh, that he's not going to give us any clues on what the next three weeks are going to look like before camp starts. Wouldn't it have been great if he's standing over that, game, that, that, that uh, match ceiling putt, right? He's ready to put uh, Phil and Brady away three and two, and he just says, you know what, I got something to say. And he just goes on some sort of Tony Soprano, uh, you know, um, uh, Dr. Melfi type rant on Brian Gutekunst and just laid it all out for the entire country to hear. Like, this is what it's been all about. And now I'm going to make this putt. And he jars it and he walks off. That would have been even better. But we weren't going to get that in a million years, Kevin. That would have been the best. Mm-hmm. If that I, I think that that Aaron Rodgers is maybe, and you know almost probably all the elite quarterbacks who played in this league for a long time, Rich, he, Aaron might be the most media savvy and most thought out guy. I put Peyton up there, but they're obviously extremely different personalities. 
Um, he understands exactly kind of what needs to be said in every situation. And so the fact that he didn't do that says to me, I don't know, maybe he doesn't think he can, he can force his way out in the next three weeks. Maybe he doesn't think he can get to Denver or any of these, these places. Um, so, yeah, I think from a content standpoint, I'd have loved for him to look straight into the camera like Jim Halpert in the office and say, here's where I want to go. Um, but I, I, just, I, I just feel like the lack of options made it so he just kind of didn't do anything. Right, except go out and play the best golf uh, that he possibly can and, and actually carry DeChambeau a couple of holes. You know, like he really did. He was terrific. And I, that was my one takeaway from it, you know, um, Kevin, because I watched every minute of that, not only because I thought it was so well done, so well produced. I enjoyed it. I loved watching the the, uh, the golf course and just seeing the beautiful vista of Montana. I loved all of it. It was visually pleasing. It was entertaining. Uh, but I was hanging on every moment just for even a hot mic thing, you know, just even something to get something out of it. And what I do literally take out of it is Rogers looks terrific. He's mentally focused. He just seems yeah. to be chill. He's got it all lined up. He might not know exactly what he's going to do. He perhaps already does know what he's going to do. But what what's definitely needs we need to see him out on the field because it would be a, a horrible shame and a waste to not see him play football being as physically and mentally locked in as he appears to be right now. I totally agree. And the fact, you know, the fact that he spent the last couple of months in places like Hawaii at the Kentucky Derby, he's engaged. He seems like, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, the last couple of months where he was just resting and not going to mini camps and OTAs might be the best thing for his football. Now it comes down to whether or not he's going to show up on July 27th when, when the entire league is supposed to report um, but I actually think that when we saw him the other night, he looked pretty, pretty chill. He looked pretty locked in. He looked pretty confident. And so maybe there's a case to make that he should just spend every offseason in Hawaii. Maybe we should all, maybe we should all yeah, spend every right. offseason in Hawaii. <laughs> right. Everybody in the NFL, yes. the NFL media, let's all go from February to, to July in Hawaii. Locked in, man. I'm in on that. Um, you know, the day before the training day, uh, training camp reporting date, uh, Kevin, is the uh, the the shareholders stock meeting in green Bay. And we've been joking that he should show up like Jimmy Chitwood and amongst all the townspeople (laughs) and say, it's time for me to play ball, but you know, I'll I'll only play if Gutekunst goes, Uh, I don't think that will happen, but the trade's not happening. It's just not, there's no way a trade is happening because the, the draft picks that they get from somebody now will only be made worse for the Packers by how yeah. successful Rodgers is going to be. So it's just not going to happen until next year, if at all. You know, I totally agree with you. I mean, if he goes to Denver right now, they're a top four AFC team. And then all of a sudden, what, you get the 27th pick in the draft? Is that going to get to the next Aaron Rodgers? Even nope. though that, that was almost where Rodgers was picked you know, when he came in, I promise you there's no such thing as, as equal value for trading an elite quarterback. does not exist, ever. And so you're going to take a loss, and you better have a really good reason, whether that's Jordan Love is ready to play or, or whatever. So I could see it being next season, but I, I really don't see the Packers um, standing down and, and trading him. They, they, there's just no way they could, they could get any sort of value for him that is anywhere close to it. And so I just, and also, you know, when, when the, the initial story came out, Rich, remember the story was only two teams called about Aaron on draft week. And the NFL we see is a little different from the NBA, 
where I think NFL teams are so set in their ways and so ready for 2021 that even if Aaron became available, it's not like 25 teams are going to put their bids in. It's not like the, you know when James Harden becomes available in the NBA. I think there'd actually be kind of a limited market for him in 2021, um, even though he is the reigning MVP and the best player in football, just because of how teams operate. They all, there's so many teams, even with, with above-average quarterbacks, think they're set for 2021 because they're a little more traditional and not going to kind of swing for the fences. Kevin Clark from The Ringer here on The Rich Eisen Show and Sean McVay and uh... – and uh, and the uh, podcast that Peter Schrager does with him yeah. uh, for the Ringer, that was a fascinating conversation with yeah. Kyle Shanahan, especially since it sounded like Shanahan was all pissed off that McVeigh beat him to the punch yeah. on Stafford. You know that that yeah. that that he he was grinding tape to to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo um, when when McVeigh surprised him, saying, "Guess what? We've already grinded tape on." Uh, on on a replacement for golf and it's Stafford. See you later. Uh, I I love that whole. That was a nice raw, rare uh, behind the curtain exchange. Right it was there. really good, and it, you need a guy like McVeigh to and and for Shanahan to talk so candidly about that. And I was I was surprised at at how open Shanahan was. I mean, he was in Cabo. It said he said he ruined it ruined his vacation. He thought he was going to have more time. Um, to get Stafford, he was out with his wife uh, having dinner, and then he got the call. So I thought it was a really interesting look behind the curtain about just how badly they wanted Stafford. And I think that everybody who knows football understands how good Matthew Stafford is. I spent some time with Stafford two years ago for a story, and he's one of these guys who I, I remember Dan Orlovsky, who played with him, telling me about Stafford. Uh, he, he said that he's one of the few people who, who really says, I don't care what people think, and really means it. Like everybody says, oh, I don't care what people think. Stafford just wants to be a good teammate. He plays through injury all the time. He plays through bad offensive lines. All of these things. Stafford is in the NFL community is so widely respected. And so I think that the, the biggest endorsement of a Matt Stafford in 2021 is the fact that two of the smartest coaches in the NFL, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, were desperate to get him to the point that Shanahan is still salty he didn't get him. Well, and it made me also think that all Trey Lance has to do is fog up a mirror and make it seem like he's not going to go, you know, totally, um, you know, uh, in the wrong direction and that the job's his, right? I mean, because they're, they, they're, they're ready to just move on from Garoppolo right then yeah. and there if they could have pulled off the trade for Stafford. Certainly, you know, uh, they gave up all those draft choices for Lance. Uh, they would have given him up for Stafford. One would think, right? A hundred percent. You know, I, the, the best phrasing I saw about the Shanahan Lance thing is that it's not a scheme fit; it's a scheme expansion. And and, and what I guess the, the what's going to happen here is that Kyle Shanahan's going to be able to run his base offense and do so many more things than he's ever been able to do uh, with Jim Garoppolo. Even though Garoppolo is a nice athlete and all that stuff, right? Lance is going to be able to do three times more. They're going to be able to expand the playbook, and I think that a coach like Kyle Shanahan. Um, is going to really enjoy what he's going to be able to do. I mean, these guys at heart, whether it's Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, they're football dorks, and they want to be able to do as many different things as possible. And Trey Lance gives you dimensions that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be Lance early in the season. I I would guess it's not week one, uh, but it's going to be pretty quickly because if you're Kyle Shanahan – aren't you spending June and July just coming up with plays for Trey Lance? I mean, you're definitely not coming up with plays for Jimmy Garoppolo. You've been there, done that. You tried to move on from them already. So I think there's going to be a plan in place to get Trey Lance in there early. How quickly does Justin Fields get out there, Kevin? What do you think about that one? So I've looked at the schedule before. They play the Packers in mid-October, and I think you don't want him to make his, his debut in 
in against Green Bay. That's just too much pressure, especially if Rodgers is there, or especially if Jordan Love is there. You don't want to, the two young quarterbacks going off against each other. I think in week three they play the Lions. I think that might be good. Unless Dalton sets the world on fire, I, I really don't think – uh, he's going to make it to, to October. I think they want to see Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is NFL ready. I think Matt Nagy has his flaws, certainly, but he can make quarterbacks better, and young quarterbacks particularly. We've seen that in the past. Um, so I'm, I'm in favor of a September switch. I think it just gives them a little bit of cover to, to roll Andy Dalton out, out there the first couple of weeks. And it seems like, uh, you know, now that he's signed his, his rookie deal as well, um, it looks like Trevor Lawrence might be ready to be named the starter of the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Kevin, I mean, it's just I like I, I, he hasn't been ready. He hasn't been ready. They're not ready. They're, you know, the 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 hoops that they are jumping through to 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 make it seem like there's a process and then there's a scheme and then that there's a, an earning of a of a job. When we all know the coach who's trying to create that atmosphere took the job because Trevor Lawrence is being drafted right. is really just some of the greatest, um, you know, contortionism we've seen in the NFL in a long time. I'm enjoying it. Immensely. It's, it's entertaining. I'll say the same thing about Lawrence that I did about Burrow the year before, which mm-hmm. is that Trevor Lawrence won this job probably last November. Okay? Like, <laughs> the, the competition ended last November at Thanksgiving of 2020. I mean, this is – they didn't go out and sign a big name. Um, they're, they're, they're obviously – you know, the at one point – I remember right before the draft, they asked Urban if he was going to – draft Trevor Lawrence and say, well, that's the direction we're heading. And it's like, okay, man, like we can, you have the first overall pick. You don't have any other options to start him. Like I promise you Trevor Lawrence is coming in as, as the starter, um, you know, well before whenever they name him the starter in, in a couple of weeks or, or even a month. Kevin, I'll do you um, one. So, Kevin, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. He, he, Trevor Lawrence won this job on, I just looked it up while you were talking, December 28th, 2019. That's when he went on a 67-yard touchdown run against Ohio yeah. State. That was the moment that he won the job. We just didn't know which team he was going to win the job with. <laughs> we knew it. You know, we right. just didn't know exactly. that at the time. Exactly. I mean, there's some players where you shouldn't even pretend. And I think now <laughs> the whole red shirting of uh, a rookie quarterback thing, it's, it's a lost art. It's never going to happen again. These guys are – coaches are under too much pressure – um, and also, by the way, quarterbacks are coming in more NFL ready than they ever have been. I mean, it's like the whole 10,000-hour theory of these seven-on-seven leagues. These guys are, are throwing so much. I remember Andy Reid a couple of years ago used to say, you know, the problem with, with college quarterbacks and things that coaches used to complain about was that these guys weren't throwing in college. They were, you know, in the number of the 80s and 90s, it was kind of rare to see a pro-style offense. Nowadays, these guys will throw, I mean, 300 times in a, you know, a couple of weeks that they play in the Big 12. Um, so I think that there's just it, it's a different type of quarterback, and they're more ready to start in September, October of, of their of their rookie year than maybe a quarterback 10, 15 years ago. Kevin Clark here from the Ringer. A few minutes left with him here on the Rich Eisen Show. What story are we not talking about? Which story do you think is is lingering out there? It's bubbling beneath the surface, going to be a big story, but we're we're all stuck in what's Aaron Rodgers thinking land. What are we what are we missing <laughs> right now, Kevin? Do you think? I, 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 I know this is going to sound completely insane, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret saying it uh, because it's never actually happened. Well, now you have I to actually, say it. I actually do think we're, we're sleeping on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, I, again, I, I, that, that is something where we've never slept on the Dallas Cowboys what? ever. It's never happened. We, we've overrated the Dallas Cowboys. But I think when you saw the offense last year um, and what they could like with Dak Prescott – and then you see that they hired Dan Quinn. And I, I listen. I don't. I don't think Dan Quinn is going to come out here and be, you know, 1985 Buddy Ryan here. 
But I think there's going to be a confidence there. And they went out and they they basically rearranged their entire draft in order to go defense only, uh, retooled that defense. And, and I just really think in a division that could be weak, I really do think the Cowboys um, – could be a, a, a real – I don't think they're an NFC contender exactly, mm-hmm. um, but I, I really do think that they're on kind of the, the next level of the NFC teams where they're going to be making some noise in September and October. And I kind of think because of the disastrous year last year, because of the Dak Prescott injury, for some reason, for the first time maybe ever, and maybe this will change with hard knocks, uh, we might not be talking enough about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> might not be talking enough about the Dallas Cowboys, but you don't think they're going to – I mean, that would make them NFC contenders, though, Kevin. I mean, you're, I, I, yeah. I'm trying to square what you're saying because – No, I mean, I, I actually – I agree with you. I mean, listen, there's not – I think that, that we're going to see a changing of the guard. The Saints are not going to be contenders like they have in the past. Okay. Obviously – the Niners and the Rams will be contenders. Um, obviously, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers will be contenders, but it's not so deep. And I think when you look at the AFC, Rich, you have a real problem, which is there's a lot of AFC teams who are really good, but I don't think they're as good as the Chiefs. And I really don't think, I think the Bills are on that second level. I think the Ravens are on that second level. And I think there's other teams that have a chance to be on that second level. The NFC, I think, is anybody's conference. So I actually, I, I, I do think that there's a case you made that the, the Cowboys, if they are as good as I think they are, could be one of these final four teams um, and play in the NFC Championship game, and then, then it could be anybody's game. I, I really do think the NFC is just not as deep as the, as the AFC and doesn't have the Chiefs, so it's a different game. All right, I'm going to see those two takes, and I'm going to raise you with two crazy takes, okay? But we're not may not be so crazy. Uh, why why can't a um, an NFC championship run be made out of the NFC East by the Washington football team and yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick? Why can't that happen? How about that one? <sighs> Well, Why not? I think the Dak Prescott. So, first of all, first of all, I, I agree in with parts of the football team take. I think their front seven is nasty. It's I think terrific. Got, it's terrific. They, 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 got, they built their team in a really smart way. They have. But if you're staking a take, if you're coming up with a take, let's yes. pretend this is poker. Hmm. Do you really want Ryan Fitzpatrick to be your quarterback for three or four huge games? Yeah, because I'll suck out on the river about ten times <laughs> on the night. You know, and then all I got to do is suck out on the river five straight hands in a row, and it think crazier things can happen, and I win. I win the entire pot. I win the pot of the night. Well, like that's enti- kind of, you know. It's funny because the, the the football team and the Cowboys have opposite problems, which is that we know the football team's front seven and defense is going to be good. They just need a certain level from their offense, and the Cowboys have the exact same uh, issue, which is that they have one side of the ball. Which is really good. The offense, if they just need mediocrity or or a B minus performance, a B minus performance from the Cowboys defense would get them into the NFC Championship game hunt. And so I think that if you combine those teams, they win the Super Bowl. But that's not how this works. Um, they're both <laughs> incomplete teams that need a boost from the other side of the ball. And I think that I'd rather have, um, you know, I think the biggest the biggest question once you get to January is quarterback. And I'd rather have Dak Prescott than, than Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I, I see your take. Yes. I understand it. Thank I'd you. just rather have the Cowboys. All right. And then on your AFC, uh, my response to your AFC stance is you mentioned the Ravens as a, um, I guess, yeah. second tier, if you will, second behind the Chiefs team. And I, I understand why you'd name them out of that division. But what about the team that actually gave the Chiefs the toughest time in the AFC playoffs last year? Are you, are you buying on the Cleveland Browns? Why can't they? I am. Their season. I am. Okay. I, I am. And I think the Browns are right in that conversation. Um, and and I, I love that team. And I think that the biggest endorsement, I'd say, Rich, 
of the 2020 Browns and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski is, you know, the, the Browns made the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game, and people weren't considering it the, the greatest miracle of all time. Like, Kevin Stefanski <laughs> has made uh, success in Cleveland look like it should always be happening. And I think that that's such a huge thing when you just think about the history of the Cleveland Browns, how impressed I've been that it, it seemed very natural when it was happening last January. It wasn't a Cinderella story at all. Uh, I do think of that group, let's say those four quarterbacks, um, of the of the top AFC teams I've already named, mm-hmm. Baker is probably the, the the quarterback I bet on the least, but I still really like Baker Mayfield. Um, the roster is just awesome. They went out and they fixed their their secondary um, to the, and they'll get Grant, Grant Delpit back. They went out and got some of the best value signings, the best slot corner um, on the free agent market. There's going to be some real roster talent there. I just don't think I, I think the problem with with the AFC is that the Chiefs understand their flaws and they fix them. Brett Veach had a Saw the glaring weakness in the offensive line, obviously, last January. And he went out and built one of the best offensive lines, basically on the fly. And I just don't know how you're going to beat the Chiefs this year with that. Patrick Mahomes is already going to spot you a handful of points. And so I agree that the Browns are in this mix. I think they suffer from the same problem as those other two teams, which is they're just not as good as the Chiefs. Barring an injury, barring a crazy collapse, um, the best they can hope for in my book is AFC championship losers. I would be remiss if I did not ask you before you leave, what's going on with Fury and and Wilder? What's going on? Oh, gosh. So if you're not a boxing fan, uh, you you should know that So this fight has been delayed for over a year now. It was contractually obligated to happen after the second one, even though Tyson Fury had signed a deal, was going to sign a deal to fight uh, Anthony Joshua afterwards. So Wilder and Fury were going to fight on July 24th. Uh, yesterday it came out that Fury uh, and his camp have tested positive for COVID. So the fight has been pushed back to early October uh, between Fury and Wilder. So now the Fury-Joshua fight, which is the, the fight most people in the boxing world were looking, were looking forward to, has to get pushed back even more. Um, I guess the, the, the overarching theory of, of being a boxing fan is to expect disappointment. And uh, so no boxing fan is surprised to be disappointed today because uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Well, uh, Kevin, I, I understand that. I was once a guy who was covering a Henry Akinwande fight that got pushed because he got hepatitis. Um, and then we were all wondering if hepatitis was another way of couldn't sell out the top of uh, Madison Square Garden. So uh, <laughs> we were all wondering that back in the day. That's how long I go back with that whole business. But, hey, man, um, thank you for the time. This has been fun. Let's chop it up again um, and, and uh, do this in short order. Thank you. Anytime. Big fan, Rich. No, right back at you. And if you ever want me to complete a home and home on any of your pods, plural, I'm more than happy to do it. Just let me know. I'd love to hear that. We'd love to have the answer You got it. You got it. That's uh, Kevin Clark. I follow him at by Kevin Clark. You should too. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. A lot of food for thought there. Man. Here's one before we take a break. Actually, let's take a break. There is one thing that he said that would blow the roof off of the stadium just up the road where the Super Bowl is taking place. Jeez. That's what I have to say. And then your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, and a great poll question. That's coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Mike Del Tufo is standing in a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app. And other people could see that, A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You'd, a subscription per, per month. Oh, people are going to pay per month. 99 cents per month. Very cheap. $12 a year. <laughs> okay, so here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment. You die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. It's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have <laughs> zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. But, think about it. If, you, if, you're, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a month for that. Theory, wouldn't you want, would, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in. When you're in. dead, you're dead. <laughs> like, who cares? But just in case. No, happen. I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there know are, you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have happens to tell is it you're not dead. The app dead. would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother is in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. 
And if it's a kid, why you know you, the kid. Why, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened. dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. But let's just assume that you, let's, you don't. You're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father. And live 2,500 miles away Mom, every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. You can dies. check in. You know that they've actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on, you. says, "I'm dying. I'm dying." Oh man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad, really bad, really bad. <laughs> I tried. First time we've ever that shown is. that because I I I, I love it. And first time <laughs> we've ever shown it for a reason other than the fact that I I, I it's oh. one of my favorite moments. Happy 67th birthday to Mr. One. Hey. Oh, hey. We just showed Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank versus Mike Del Tufo from, it's literally one of my favorite moments in the history of this show. <laughs> Del Tufo was right. That's, I, and and uh, <laughs> first time we ever showed that, not just because I love watching Mike um, Get be filleted like a fish. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's Kevin O'Leary's birthday today. How did you, bro? I mean... Oh, man. It's I'm, also Tom Hanks' birthday today, huh? Yeah. Tom Hanks. How old is he today, sir? I think he's 65. Oof. Wow. Jeez. Wow, man. 65 today, Tom Hanks. Happy July 9th, 65th birthday to Tom Hanks. Uh, what is the poll question based on Okay, all so of we that? have a Tom Hanks-based uh, poll today. Yes. Mike had actually a really good, uh, good idea. We were thinking about, like, because because of Castaway, yep. And the ball, like which Wilson. Tom Hanks character would you want to be on a desert island with? That was kind of fun. If you want to, really, if you want to call, no, no, no. I said that, sports character. He oh, said I, I made it Tom Hanks. Made it Tom, I'm like, what sports person would you want to be stuck on an island? Oh, with? because it's, it's so you want like to say it's Tom Hanks's birthday, yeah. And there's a movie Castaway Cast where he was alone on an island. Instead of the, the and ball. this, what would you rather? Who, yeah. you know, who would you rather if, be? Okay. I said Grinkowski. So it would be which which athlete would you like to be on a desert island with? Oh, not like what if you could be uh, a piece of athletic uh, wear yes. or if you could be a ball, like what type of ball, ball would you would like you be to be, be on? Uh, desert, desert if you could be Wilson. Honestly, like even Kevin Bacon thinks that that's too many connecting dots to, to figure out. I was trying to talk you up, Mike. But I mean, sorry. That's all right. So what it's is this? Well, here's what we twice. went with. Because going with like best Tom Hanks movie, there's too many. You know what I mean? We'd yeah. have to have multiple because Twitter only allows okay. four. So we're going most underrated Tom okay. Hanks movie. Okay. Underrated. Okay. Here are the four that we have. Saving uh, Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big. Big. Yeah. yeah. Bachelor Party. Okay. One of his oh, first yeah. films back in 1984. Woo. Uh, one of my favorites, You've Got Mail from 1999. Mm. And, and anybody who says that that's not underrated, Aaron Rodgers himself came on our Super Bowl show yeah. in Minnesota yeah. and said that's not even the best Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. <laughs> Sleepless right. in Seattle is better but than Sleepless that. Sleepless in Seattle is you know, very Which well Which underrates claimed. You've Got Mail, Thank you. thus putting it on this list. Exactly. Nothing in common. That was your uh, selection, Rich, from uh, nineteen eighty-six with Jackie Gleason. He plays. Jay, he's a, he's a, an ad executive who play who's who's who has to grow up fast because his father, who he has a terrible relationship with, is dying. And it is a beautiful movie in Chicago. Chicago looks as it's one of the best 
All right. I, I know I know that's that's going to finish in last, and that not, disappoints me. It's not doing well. Because uh, I, I wouldn't even vote for it, because I, I hope you didn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the, uh, it's leading right now, actually. That Thing You Do from 96. Oh, sneaky, great movie. You wouldn't vote for That Thing You Do on this list? I'm a big Bachelor Party. I love Bachelor Party. Okay. Like, I love that movie. Mike, I wonder why. No, I wasn't a 20 contained fan. I Here, here's one that I was thinking of putting on there was um, Captain Phillips. Is that? Oh, he got that nominated rated? for know, an Academy Award. That. So, yes, and, and the film so. did, you know, but I don't know if that's considered one of his great all time films. He is great in that. Getting a lot of uh, the terminal on this one, okay. Lady, oh, Lady Killers, uh, and then two 80s classics. The Burbs and Joe versus Volcano. Yeah, but that's not, you can't put that on the list with these No, these you can't. Films. No, you can't. They don't stay in the can. So. I do have some trivia for you guys. Those are barely rated movies. What, what trivia do you have? I got some good trivia. What do you have? In that thing you do. Which is, by the way. It's gr- phenomenal. I love that The movie. music's incredible. It, it was. The story is incredible. The acting is incredible. It is a tremendous film. It is really well, well done. Film. It is maybe one of my. I like is it, it my favorite Tom Hanks movie? Now that's a hot Ooh, take. I that's get a it. hot take. I may be with you, Rich, I on that. I love it. I love the music. Our buddy Tom Everett Scott. Yes, so, Rich Eisen show favorite Tom Everett Scott. My trivia is: I looked it up this morning because I was like, and I look, by the think. way, by the way, look, before you get into it, and, and I'll, I'll just Go say ahead. this because I don't even know if my wife's listening. Tom Everett Scott just replied to the poll. Did he really? Of course he did because it's that thing you do. Liv Tyler in that film Ooh. is just I, I I fell in love with her. Yeah, on the spot. Uh, oh my God! And she's so terrific in it too. And I and I do hope that Tom Everett Scott's character and Liv Tyler's character are and, still married, and still teaching, married, teaching happy music to, in happy Oregon, together. right? Like four uh, kids. Spoiler like, alert! Go. Spoiler alert! <laughs> let's go. Okay, now. Okay, so saying? the trivia is: What's the trivia? That movie, obviously, the thing you do has the title song in it. How many? Now you know that song's played throughout the movie. Guess the closest. To yes. how many times that song is played in the movie? Now, Price it's is just right rules here. Yeah, I say Price is Right rules. The now, three you can go. Uh oh. Now, TJ. TJ, you should be able to nail this. TJ's going to bet four. Have you down. ever seen that thing you do? Uh, once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you this. It's in bits. Is this? It's because it's not in its entirety. But it's no, just, it's bits even and if pieces. You, and even, all. If you're, even if it's hummed, even exactly. if exactly. Oh my goodness. It's actually the number is actually pretty low. It's lower than I thought. Really. Yes. All right. Um, you want to go first, Chris? We had Kurt Warner on the show earlier today. 13? He wore 13 Ooh. in the NFL. I wore 13 in high school. I'm going to go 13. That's too high. That's over. TJ, you want to go next? This is really weird because I legitimately was going to say 13. Um, well, he, he, Rich thinks too high. Six. Oh, because oh, if you were going to go as high as him, I was going to go one. Because this is Price is Right. <laughs> I want to win. Close is not going over. Well, you're going to go six. Do you go seven go... or do you go one? That's right. So is it lower than six? Yeah. It's got to be yeah. more than six. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. Rich, 11. Oh, I was so 11 close. times. All right. Great movie. I love that movie. Mm. Love it. I really do enjoy it. And um, Yeah, it's running away with it right now. Uh, 44%. And uh, the the music company executive, played by the same actor, yes. who played Mo Green, may he rest Mo in pre, may, yeah. may he rest in peace. Where you, you don't 
You know, Alex Saul. Rocco. Alex Rocco. Yeah, but his name's Saul. Uh, oh, oh, my God. And, and, and as name. you know, and last one on this as we go into the wormhole, if I'm not mistaken, Tom Hanks's production company is called Playtone. Yes. Playtone Records. I mean, he took it from that thing you do. He's made his mark in this town. That's a that's why it's 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 top five Tom Hanks movies. That's maybe which way we gotta do we take it off the pole? I that, mean that's it's a, running that's away. Another list. Top what? five it's I mean, a top five Tom Hanks movie. It is. What are the top five? Oh, now we're oh. gonna go there. Saving I Private we Ryan. That. I know, but it's just if you, know, you got if saving, you, if you have that Gump, thing you do Forrest on it. Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. Saving Private Ryan. Big. Big. There's and that thing you do, that's five. Five. That's, five. that's it. That's it. Don't forget Splash, too, by the way, with John oh, Candy and Daryl right. Hannah. Yeah. Don't forget Castaway. He didn't even 13. mention Castaway in Apollo 13. Holy oh, crap. Yeah, exactly. He's got too many movies. movies. Why would yeah, you let me do it? It's like, don't, you can't do five. That's why we didn't do it. It's like, a, that's a Final Four. No, Toy like 16. Let's take some phone calls. Terzo in Iowa. What's, how you been, Terzo? I'm Let's in. take your phone call. Oh, Rich, how are you guys doing today? Woo. Terzo. Counselor. Oh, my man and my man. I got a lot of questions for you guys, and I got a lot of different topics. Okay. Rich, you need to do Rich Eisen after dark. Like, even if you, uh, <laughs> even if you, like, don't charge money, but you really, you really need to do it. I want to hear the poopy that you guys throw on Del Tufo for all of his shenanigan stories, <laughs> and I actually want to hear TJ's. You know, like I want to hear what TJ's ever been through because it sounds like TJ's done just about everything in this entire world, and. It boggles my mind. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, we'll take it one at a time. Good use of the word poopy. I yep. appreciate that. Um, and mm. it just shows that, uh, you know, uh, what sort of, you know, Joe Pesci type maneuvers you uh, undertake in the courtroom every single day uh, in Iowa. Sir, of course I do. And, I, and we can go through name, image, and likeness, and we can go through that as well. <laughs> we could. I can even give you an NBA, we can give you an NBA blockbuster trade that I actually think what is I it? could break. Give right me that now. one. Give me that one. What do you got for You me? want that one? Yes. All right. The Milwaukee Bucks, they trade Chris Middleton at this point in time. Their next three draft NBA uh, first-round picks, because they still have them, for Dame Lillard. And I was on your show saying Dame wanted out. This would actually be the one thing that actually makes sense for Dame Lillard is that he goes to Milwaukee, very similar to Portland, that makes sense. And I'm sorry, TJ, he ain't going to the Philly. Ain't no damn way. We got it. He's going he's going to he's going to the Bucks. Middleton That's and draft choices makes- for, for Lillard. Yes. Uh, yes. I don't know if that'll do it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, <laughs> throwing PJ Tucker, throwing PJ Tucker too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. All right. I actually think I actually I actually think that that makes more sense Maybe than could, all of the other talk. While we're talking about valuables, we, we could also throw in uh, David Bakhtiari's empties. You know, right. I mean, like, what else? What else can we oh, throw come, in? Oh, come on! A photo shoot with Mallory Edens. I mean, what else can we do? I mean, <laughs> Laverne DeFazio's sweater. Thanks for the call, Terzo. You'd be well, but I don't know who that is, Rich. When you say okay, that, very I don't good. Know who that is. No, I mean seriously, like you guys just saw the Laverne I, 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 plug just slip right by. Chris Middleton and picks for Damian Lillard. No thanks. Nope. The Bucks hang up. Hopefully, laughing. strikes a better I mean, plea I mean, deal I mean, on behalf I mean, of his boys, clients. The boys hang up laughing. <laughs> Eyes in after dark. He's not going to the Sixers either, though. 
Hey, you don't know that. He's Although, probably not going anywhere, right? Yeah, I mean, more than likely. But He's not. McCollum might come for him. Look, man. I that just... wouldn't be a bad addition, by the way, at all. That'd be McCollum on that team. I don't even know if you want to get me started on things that the Uh-oh. Sixers have done wrong. Uh-oh. Because, you know, for as much as I talk about to Brockman how the Jason Tatum trade has uh, – you can never recover from that, right? As a franchise it organization, difficult. passing yes. him up. But you know what else that they did that probably not on the Tatum level of bad? Okay, I'll bite. A guy you mentioned, our one, Mikel Bridges of the Suns. We draft him – Sixers draft him 2018 – it's a tremendous story. His mother was VP of Human That's Resources right. for a company that. that worked for the Sixers. I remember the night he was So in the draft, yes. yeah, it's like a, it's a great story. His mom's a team employee. We draft a kid, a local kid out of Villanova, by the way. And then they trade him to the Suns for Zaire Smith, who at last check was in the G League. Yeah, not, so now you've got a an NBA final starter in Mikael Bridges. And we gave him up for a guy who's not currently in the league at the time. Just another reason why I'm glad to throw the dirt on the process, man. Just like Pastor preaching, he was a good man, but it's put it to rest, man. <laughs> put it to rest. Next hour, we'll talk about the Clippers with Paul hey, Shears. Paul Shears joining. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, you know, and, and this this irks Chris Brotman. This is something I do that makes Chris Brotman more mad at me than anything else. Uh-oh. He gets so mad at me when I read comments. Yes, on, especially Why on you YouTube. What's his job? It's my job. And people on YouTube tend to get a little out of pocket sometimes, right? But one guy went on there and said that I was a bandwagon jumper because I was a Sixers and a Clippers fan. Like, are you like... What bandwagon is that? Like, I don't what know. is We're your major malfunction? <laughs> like, if I was a bandwagon jumper, bro, I would have become a Lakers fan or a Heat fan or a Warriors fan or, or even a freaking Cavs fan. Or a but, Cowboy fan. Oh. <laughs> This guy, man, I'm trying to make a point, and you're helping feed the trolls. And the thing is, Rich gets mad when I respond. But see, by you, oh. Egan, by you doing that, you're giving these people freedom to talk out the side of the no, neck a little I, bit, and no, it's going to force me to have to respond. Honestly, if but you I'm were, just, no, no, and I, I'm just and saying, I, no, who, how could I be bandwagon as a Sixer Clipper fan? Exactly. Like, if you were, but honestly, if you were a bandwagon fan, you'd root for Duke and Florida State and Georgetown. That's yeah. college. <laughs> there are like 200 Division One college teams. Am I am I right? You mean to tell me it's that weird that someone likes more than one right. college team? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's a Mets fan, yeah. not a Yankee fan. Yeah, exactly. He's a Clipper yeah, exactly. fan, not a Laker fan. Let's right. ever back off TJ. I mean, you they could bring you it, be, but like you've said before, <laughs> when you move to Los Angeles, you could have easily become a Laker fan. Absolutely. I could have jumped on that yeah, bandwagon. He did not. And, and by he the did way, not. he jumped on the Oluwa Candy bandwagon, yeah. all right? <laughs> no, and how many people are on that? That was Keith Kloss. That was back oh, in those days. Damn, the Eric Chris Kamen bandwagon. And by the way, did I make a mistake? Piatkowski yes. bandwagon. The Lakers have won, what, six chips since make, I've been here? You didn't make a mistake. You are who you are, sir. Yeah, you, know. you be you. Speaking of which, uh, I, I, I'm like my 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 uh, first year I'm of the show version better. of this. Can you tell? I can see that. <laughs> number of times I would get notes like, Rich, you can't tease something and then not talk about it. It pisses off the listeners. So I apologize. I teased something that would blow the roof off the sucker up the yeah, up yeah. four yeah. or five. Oh, yeah. We got, we got, now, now after the break, I promise you, I'm not that type to just, just keep you roped in i'm gonna do that then take your phone calls but there's <laughs> what kevin clark said we were talking about some teams that could make the super bowl or have a great run it would blow the roof off that stadium if they wind up there that's coming up next 
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. genuinely love for you as a second career if you mm-hmm. ever decided you wanted a second career mm-hmm. is to see you follow through on that promise to USC right. and finally be a broadcaster be a, someone who's calling color right Rich maybe you could give me a break I mean that would <laughs> that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about what if about? I took over the Rich Eisen show <laughs> well, you could do it yeah, I mean you want to switch seats well you don't have to do that what, really. which, which sport would you want to do if you could choose which sport uh, you want to call a game, Will? I don't. You could bring a lot of good focus to curling I or something like that. You know, a, a I, sport that needs it. Will. I wasn't prepared for this line of questioning. You know what, though? I did do. We did do. Ron yes. Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada, about five years ago. How'd that go? It was amazing, absolutely amazing, because people called in and said. People who had no idea that who the character was said they that I had ruined the <laughs> national curling finals because this guy doesn't know the game. They gave me the telestrator at one point, and the 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 guys were the curling announcers who were like the you know Vin Scullys of curling. They played it straight. They loved it because they don't get to mess around at sure. all. And they're like, Ron, what do you think of this play? What do you think the approach is? And I was just like, well, I think he's trying to put it over here. And <laughs> and they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners. And um, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> who does he think he is? Get him out of here. And so it was you can just, just hear these guys in the curling locker room afterwards. I worked my whole life to get here, and, and that guy us. comes out here and With makes a an fake ass out of me. And a wig. Forget it. I fly all the way to Ottawa, the Paris of Canada, and you run for this. You run directly into the the cadre of curling purists that you never yes. knew existed. But I, I literally was doing some press the next day, and and one of the journalists was like, "That was fantastic." But my mother called and said, "There's a guy with a mustache who's horrible. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's ruining. He ruined the event for me." 
Oh, you get Anchorman in theaters for the first time 17 years ago. Wow. Uh, one of our um, one of our podcast specials, right, was the Anchorman Two premiere. You got to put that. You got to slam that thing together real fast. That one back in the day on NFL Network, oh the Anchorman gosh. Two premiere, when we got quick, Paul Rudd quick, and Steve Carell and, and and the set fell apart and Will Ferrell and and Keckner. The set fell apart, and we had all the we. All the rings and stuff too. We had, oh my god, that's right. I forgot we had the championship yeah. rings there. From the Chiefs, I think. And right, and the and the Hunt Trophy. Oh man, I don't know. Back here on the Rich Eisen show, we're just reminiscing about the Anchorman premiere seventeen years ago, and that we did the Anchorman two ca- cast on the Rich Eisen uh, podcast special on NFL Network. We recorded that at NFL headquarters in New York. We recorded that. And it was, you know, Steve Carell and Paul Rudd and David Koechner and Will Ferrell, all four of them together. And they were at the end of their worldwide tour. The last like they stop, were, they were stop, done. Yeah. They were toast. They had, they had been talked out. They had been promoted out. They'd traveled all around the world and they had one last one to do. And I remember they were like genuinely excited prior to it <laughs> um, to be in, we shot it in NFL headquarters in Park Avenue in New York. Yep. And Paul Rudd flipped out because for whatever reason, at the same time that he was there, that they were there, this guy was in headquarters having a regular meeting with, I think, the head of officials. It was Ed Hockley. Ed Hockley. Was there. And just so watching <laughs> Ed Hockley chop it up with Paul Rudd, you know. I'm trying and to the, find these videos. Goodell came down the hallway and chopped it up with all of them. Yeah, it was yeah. wild. wild. And then one of the logos fell down in the middle of the interview. <laughs> and when that happened, all four of them went into immediate like comedy mode. I think one of them jumped over the couch. Kepner jumped over the couch. Yeah. And Rudd jumped on Steve Carell like to protect like, him. Protect Steve. Right? Like protect Steve. Like at all costs. Yeah. They went crazy. It was hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, I'm trying God, to find these clips. They and then they also, somewhere. we also had like championship rings. We took them out of the uh, out of the cases. The trophy cases were, were right yeah. there. And and one of them pocketed it in the in their in their suit pocket just to, as a gag. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild, man. Didn't Goodell walk by and somebody and, called him the goods? And you called it was uh, Will it Ferrell was, called him the goods? No, it was it was uh, I think it was Keckner called him the goods. <laughs> called him the goods. Here's the goods. And 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 Rudd all Rudd Rudd kept doing the entire time. It was his running gag. He would finish his statements with Houston Oilers number one, and they would clap. They sang a song They're right about, about Dan Pastorini. Dan Pastorini. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> you was- had to edit that together. It was, in, in a coherent uh, manner. A it coherent was off manner. the wall. It was eight years ago. Wow. I'll post that. Fo- I'll give you that photograph to I'm post. trying to find on, the video. Uh, on, I don't know. It's got to exist somewhere. Somewhere. So I'm uh, talking to Kevin Clark of The Ringer earlier this hour, and he said, don't sleep on the Cowboys. He thinks we're sleeping on the Cowboys. He thinks at some point we'll say, we're not talking about the Cowboys enough. Huh? <laughs> I don't know how that's And then he also said yeah. that, you know, the the... The NFC is wide open, certainly mm-hmm. if Rodgers is up in the air. And, and uh, the AFC is different. He still doesn't think anybody's caught the Chiefs yet. You could really make that case. I, I understand that. Bills are close. Bills are close, man. Bills are close. But then I pointed out 
you know, Cowboys didn't win last year, obviously, because of Dak. We understand that. But there's another team who is defensively dominant with a head coach who has coached in the Super Bowl before, and all they need to do is just have their veteran quarterback do it all 17 games and wing it around 400 yards a game, which he can do, and put enough points on the board that that defense is going to keep you off the board, and that's the Washington football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I also raised my hand about why why can't Cleveland be on par with Kansas City? Because they gave the Chiefs a tougher time than the Bills did in the AFC Championship game. Damn straight they did. What if Baker Mayfield versus Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down in that stadium? Oh, my God. Next February. (laughs) What are you talking? What if Browns fans get to see their team in the Super Bowl in that beautiful stadium? And I, you know, and the Washington football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick is at the top of the NFC roost coming into that building right there. Well, we are going to be rich. That would blow the roof off the sucker. I feel like it would be the end of time, so a lot of things uh, would be getting blown up. (laughs) No, what if that happens? What if the Browns finally make a Super Bowl and it's that beautiful? Look, and I understand there's other scenarios. Packers fans would pack the building. The Bucks make it again. Brady packs the building. The Rams can do what the Bucks did last year. It packs the building. I know if the Chiefs show up, that packs the building. I'm talking about the Browns' first Super Bowl and Ryan Fitzpatrick goes on a, a run for the ages that you think would put him in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because you're nutty. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with that. If Ryan Fitzpatrick... Has Washington in the Super Bowl. That means, number one, he's MVP of the league. Okay, yeah. That's the only way that's happening. And number two, that just cements Hall of Fame. But you know it's going to be a little messy with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, he's going to get benched twice. Yeah, exactly. Chase Young and that defense is out of its skull. That yes. defense could be, yes. uh, by the way, I'll tell you yes. right now, yes. when, when you're going to invariably do the drafting for our celebrity fantasy team yes. and the Allison Chains, I want you walking out of the building with the Washington football oh. team as our defense. I just saw a some video of percent. Chase Young gonna, working out. They're going to sack people out of their skulls. Yo, they're did you turn see that you video over? yesterday? Dude, I'm telling you. It does not make me feel uh, com- I'm confident. telling you, the Washington football team defense is going to be top five, top three out of their skull. Chase Young can win the defensive player of the year. He damn near did it as a rookie. Yeah, he's a monster. They put you. There's no yak with them. They, they get their hands on you. Your ass is on the turf. Their front seven is scary. Monte's sweat is out of his mind too. Mm-hmm. Jack Del Rio is going to coordinate it, and and Ron Rivera knows how to coach it. And they got a bunch of speed burners. They can run the football. It's oh, about Ryan it. Fitzpatrick, man. <laughs> I believe in the. That's all due respect to your Cowboys. That's Washington's it. division to win and lose. I think. Oof. I'll accept that. I've said it. And then wow. what if the Cleveland Browns show in that building? There will be That's so many Browns true. fans in Los Angeles. As the flies, that building's like, what, five miles from this studio? Yeah, it's not, not close. Even. Not, even. Very, not even. Yeah. Oh, baby. Like a 10-minute drive. Wow. Well, wow. The crow would have to fly the car. I was just going to say, the 405 is packed again. Same. Yeah, the pandemic's over on the it's 405. Over. It's over. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's one exit. Yeah, but that's you all it get is. That I understand. Now they sound like that 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 Saturday Night Live <laughs> sketch, the Californians. How'd you get to the Super Bowl? Well, I went up 405, man. I got well, it's off technically an Aquavita, the 105. Man. We're not taking the 405. Arbor Vista, Arbor whatever that is. Arbor. <laughs> all right, hour okay. number three. Okay. Paul Shear and your phone calls coming up here on this Friday show.
All right, I got something to give you in a second. But a Washington Cleveland Super Bowl, guys, if Uh-oh. you want to get in right now. Let's see. I got to think of 205 to 1. Oh. I cannot condone anything about this. 205 to 1. So break that down for people. That means a $100 bet will get us 20 grand. Oof. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me explain. These things I do not I do not <laughs> I do not understand them. I do not I do not understand that you can actually do something like that. What are you talking about? I'm just telling you what I think is in th- what I just said is not out of the realm at all. No. Uh, I'm Chris, gonna, Rich, what I just Rich, said Rich. is not out of the realm at all. Nothing is out yeah. of the realm. Nothing is out of the realm. Everything's in well, play. Well, nothing I've said is out is crazy. I didn't just no. say crazy things. What did I just say is crazy uh, things. Why can't they? Why can't the Browns run run the football? Baker takes an app a step forward. Odell Beckham catches it. By the way, speaking the of the defense, defense, does what they do. Stefanski does what they what he's done. What? What? Why not? Browns why got not? some monsters on defense. Why D2? not? Why not? And then I know the most far fetched aspect of anything I said is that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays all seventeen games and all three to four playoff games at such a high level that he is going to be uh, a quarterback that is an MVP candidate and somebody that can be depended on. But why not? Where are you going now? Oh, you're taking the hot take plan? We got a gift for you. You got a gift for me? Oh, yeah, we've got to give this to you for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? Is this from my buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Is this from Tom Purse? We were supposed to give it to you on your birthday. Cedar Spills? (laughs) We forgot. Yeah, it's for for your birthday. Because we got a minute left. Yep. Oh. It's my run rich. It's the run rich run. Um, this is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. From this year's uh, from this year's yeah. run. Yeah. Six oh three etched in wood. Happy birthday. I appreciate that. Thank you. Look at the back. Back's got a football on it. Football on it. Terrell Davis, Rod Woodson, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Michael Victoria Holt, Ray Lewis, Eric Metcalf. Football on a stick. <laughs> Thank you, Tom you, and, and Melissa. Makes me Thank you. You guys are the best. He's amazing. He's got Saint Jude up there too. That, oh, he's a, I mean, really it's talented. amazing. Supremely talented. All right. Thank you. Look at you throwing. Anything else that you should have given me like three weeks ago or what? <laughs> I do have something to tell you, Uh-oh. but it's going to it's gonna be yeah, after wait. the show. Uh, yeah, oh. After the show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell's happening around here all of a sudden? <laughs> 